0: tuesday august 1st welcome back to the sleepers podcast carter elliott greg waddell uh good day weird day so i feel like college basketball things are starting to happen today which uh feels good and maybe is helping me ignore weird vibes from yesterday's episode and from our twitter mentions
1: yeah no i i I feel like it's just in general, even outside of college basketball, I just feel like college sports are starting to ramp up. Like We're starting to get into action. I saw the stat, like, if you combine NFL, this is the last week without football until, you know, whenever the end of the season is. Mm-hmm. So college sports are here, a lot of stuff happening, and that's good stuff because as much as I like talking about four-way intersections and how to what to do at a stop sign and if it should be a roundabout, I'd much rather talk about, you know, pick and pop big men that are getting picked up across the country.
0: That is good stuff. We're going to talk about a pick and pop big man today who I think might be our favorite player. I might just deem him our favorite player in college basketball history already. Uh, We're also going to talk about a mystery transfer, a mystery transfer that I'm sure nobody knows who anyone's talking about there. Uh, and then we're going to talk about some some mental hurdles that Carter Elliott himself has been going through. It's a jam-packed episode of The Sleeper Show today. You can listen on Apple and Spotify, or you can watch it on our YouTube channel, which is where we make the money from doing this. If you want to support us, uh, please interact with us on the YouTube channel. Even if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, the, the most you could do to help us would be to like, to comment on any of our YouTube videos. Uh, and we start every episode by reading the comments from last Day's episode, which is where we start today, Cart. We have 12 comments today. It was a a quiet comment day on the episode compared to recently. We don't like that. Let's up our game comment section a little bit. Wyatt Robinson, 7620 says, love the show. I am curious to see how various Illini play point guard in Spain if there are feeds. Do you know what other Big Ten teams are taking summer trips? I know Purdue is playing and Zach Eadie is not playing. Uh, Nebraska is playing right now. CJ Wilcher, after I called him the most useless player in the country, had like eighteen and twelve. By the way, how,
1: how old is CJ Wilcher? That's key.
0: He got to be twenty nine. He okay. has to be.
1: That, that, that's what it is,
0: then. Yeah, simple as that. I I don't know. I, I bet there's others as well. The only two I know of are Purdue and Nebraska, though.
1: Yeah, it's just you know for for Purdue, just putting that in the to the forefront them playing without ED is like something you could actually see and I'm interested to see it as you are. As far as point guard play with how they play overseas, I don't I'm not necessarily I don't I don't think that translates as well, at least to me personally, is like, oh, I see what they did over here. That's gonna translate into the season. Um if anything, the only thing I think it could do, I think it could hurt. I truly do. Especially the way the Illinois media team's been acting lately. If <laughs> we're seeing some I don't know. I just feel like the way the point guard thing is shaping up with the Illini, it's going to be – they're going to come out of it like, oh, gives Lawhorn's the guy, Ty's not ready, or Ty's the guy, gives Lawhorn's not ready. It can't be a, you know, they both played well type situation. I just don't see it going well. And I don't know if that's because of how I personally feel or just because what I've seen in the past was like how Illini reacts
0: to their team. Yeah, they've been – uh They've been special, the Illini media team. Shout out Orange Crush, by the way. I'm repping Illini Nation today. I'm going on a podcast tonight with our Purdue friends, Cart. You already did your Michigan State preview with them. I get to do Michigan and Illinois tonight. So that should oh, be fun. Oh, they're bringing you on for Illinois. That's great. <laughs> My two favorites. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and yeah, last thing on like overseas trips, last summer, Jalen Llewellyn was, by all accounts, Michigan's best player overseas. The the hype was through the roof. He was crushing it. Means nothing. So be careful with all of that stuff. We'll see what happens. Chef underscore Khan says, Cart's Kenergy is off the charts. Two people liked that comment also, Cart. I just want to make that known. You have a little group of people that believe in your Kenergy.
1: Hey, I love that. I'm trying to bring that. I, I need more likes on that comment.
0: What's your Ken job? What is our Ken job?
1: I was actually discussing that with my wife the other day. Um, there's a the microphone, like TikTok, there's like some TikTok trend going around where it's like, Yeah, my Ken does this, and I think it's I turn off the lamp before like I say goodnight to my wife. Like, I she goes to bed before me typically because I'm up being a degenerate or something like that. Uh, and I, I turn off the lamp for her. I think that's my job.
0: Well, that's just sweet, and I feel like not funny ironic whatsoever that's just a nice husband move
1: also like she has like all the stuff around decorated around the house and shit and then like i got like my ken dojo you know man house whatever he called it like i got my desk that's it this desk setup right here
0: yeah i was trying to think because like jared goff's girlfriend or wife had the tiktok that was like my ken's job is field and obviously in the movie the job is beach i was trying to think like what's what's my job my your, job, your is, job
1: is your job is podcast and like if Mal's doing it she'll be like yeah my Ken podcast with other tens yeah and they talk about and they talk about men other tens playing with balls
0: they talk about wacky oh. ball they talk about wacky ball um yeah okay well I got to up my energy to match yours. We'll see. I took D Rose's SAT says you guys should do a big 10 expansion team draft six rounds pulling from PAC ACC, et cetera. That's a fun idea. I think we might save that for an actual topic if needed in the near future. D Rose. Thank you. Um, Why don't we give a teaser? Just do who would your first overall pick be expansion draft style? If you were drafting a team into the conference, what's your first overall pick?
1: Uh, are we already assuming like USC is already here?
0: Yeah. Let's say USC, UCLA are already on their way Why Oregon. You want all the West coast? Why not?
1: Yeah. And just Oregon, just Nike. I want that.
0: That's fair. I'm going to, I'm going to go off the board. Mel Kuiper's losing his shit right now. I'm going Notre Dame. That's the pick for me. It always has been. They should be in the big 10. They're scared of the big 10. It just makes sense. Uh, and especially with Shrews there now, I'd love to see more Micah Shrewsbury in the Big Ten. Would you a you
1: fan know? of those green jerseys they just released?
0: I don't hate them, to be honest. I've always had a weird thing with Notre Dame, card Like, I, I don't like Notre Dame at all. I do not root for Notre Dame at all. There's never, like, been a Notre Dame team I'm, like, excited about or pointing to, anything like that. But I've always loved the aesthetic of Notre Dame. Like, I... I like the gold helmets. I've liked their basketball jerseys in general with the Shamrock cursive. I always thought that was cool, with the big Shamrock at middle court. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of excited Shrew's there because I feel like there's somebody like I actually like at Notre Dame for the first time ever. And I'm kind of trying to talk myself into rooting for them. Let's see yeah, how I goes. like
1: those. I like those green jerseys. Yeah, they're nice. And
0: also I want to say uh the QB they got from Wake, I think he's gonna crush at Notre Dame. Yeah. I think he's yeah. gonna be really, really good. 100%. He's like a grown-up Drake May. <laughs> low-key, exactly. <laughs> Just kind of saying it. Okay, Seymour uh, Butts, 420, said, I actually did slide into Greg's DMs following the MSU shooting to thank him for a Twitter video he put out. Thank you, Seymour. I also feel like I could discover your true identity by going back to my DMs now. Might have to do that. We'll see. Uh, Lucas F eighty one forty four says Greg looks like he goes into home Depot with Brad Underwood and chills in the paint section, taking a few sniffs of the paint. I
1: don't feel that like might that, was be Lucas, that <laughs> might be Lucas's best comment. I'm
0: sorry. I was going to say, I feel like they're getting worse from Lucas. I don't think that was Lucas's best work.
1: I think that's great. Even though you strike me as a Lowe's guy.
0: I am a Lowe's guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cart knows me better than you, Lucas. It is what it is. Keep them coming. Lucas. Tristan. Our boy busting brackets says, "In honor of that delicious meal we saw from the Michigan recruit story, what are some meals that you guys love, but many others don't?"
1: I feel like this is a bad question for me and you. I'm uh, very like I don't know like I'm, there's nothing like weird that I like. To be honest, food wise, I'm pretty simple. Um, like I don't like pineapple on pizza. That's a thing.
0: I would say you're not picky though. Like you, I feel like you eat. A lot of things. Yeah.
1: I mean I'll I'll give every I'll give everything a try. Pause.
0: Yeah. I uh I have a couple. First of all, I just want to say that meal from the Michigan story looked incredible. Like <laughs> I was gonna get into the weeds, but I didn't feel like fighting like peach in them on twitter in in a middle of a pat mcafee fiasco but i for like can we not act like all of us haven't had that exact plate at some point in our no, lives the, the,
1: thing, the thing is it was just joke it was just funny to me that there was no sauce like the actual plate itself like that looked like i want some mac and cheese a hot dog some tots the cookie is a little suspect but it looks like chips Ahoy. So that's perfect for you
0: that but plate like, was where, slapping.
1: Why is there like no sauce? There's tenders, no ranch, no honey mustard. Like what's going on here?
0: If I am at that exact event, I am getting that exact plate. And then I am immediately going back for that exact plate again, twice in a row. That's a great That's
1: plate. Aligns. And
0: everybody should acknowledge that. I have a couple answers to Tristan's question though. One, everybody knows about one. I don't think people do. Uh, sabaro pizza is the best pizza on earth. It would be my deathbed meal if I was, yeah, if I was eating one final thing. It's my favorite food. I used to get it every March Madness. I would go to the mall. I would literally drive to the mall and get a large sabaro cheese pizza and breadsticks and bring it home and celebrate that March Madness was here. Um, love it. I think it's great pizza. And then, two, uh, I believe that peanut butter and jellies are better on tortillas than bread. It's my weird food take. Yeah.
1: But you love uncrustables?
0: I love uncrustables. I love peanut butter and jelly in pretty much all forms, but if you haven't had it on a tortilla instead of on bread, just take a tortilla, slap some peanut butter on one half, slap some jelly on the other half, fold it together. You got a little peanut butter jelly quesadilla almost. It's incredible. I've been eating like two of those a day for like
1: three months.
0: No. No. They're really really good. Don't knock until you try it. Chase T65012 says how many players on Michigan and Michigan State could prime Albi and Carter Elliott be in a 1v1? Let's take current rosters, right? Don't go into, like, old players you think you could have beat. I want to hear you say you could beat Russell Bird.
1: <laughs> uh, Michigan State, I could beat Steven Izzo. Probably about it. Um, Michigan, I'm beating – what's his name? Cooper Smith, Dylan Smith, something Smith. I to the guy. He used to play at Kalamazoo College, I believe, which like Are yeah. you
0: sure you're beating a, a recent Kalamazoo College grad that's on Michigan, though? Like Yeah. I'm beating him. But on paper, he's a better player than you, right? Like
1: Nah, I'm pretty sure his dad's on the staff. Jay Smith. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm beat yeah, I'm beating him. Uh I that's probably about it. You know, I don't this
0: You don't, don't disrespect,
1: disrespect. Yeah. I don't disrespect division one basketball players or players at highland. Like obviously, that's- like but with that said, <laughs> they are gonna have to like actually beat me.
0: To- here's here's the better question. This is why I'm gonna flip this. The better question, no offense, Chase. Thank you for the question. Is not who could you beat? It's what would the score be to eleven. If you play Doug McDaniel one on one. Two eleven. What's the score?
1: Uh how many dribbles do we get?
0: You you set the terms.
1: I probably go three dribbles and uh just because that's how one on one is meant to be played. And Doug would probably beat me eleven to uh 11 to 6, 11 to 7
0: seven. You're getting seven on Doug McDaniel?
1: He's 5-11.
0: eleven. He's so much faster than you.
1: (laughs) I know, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, it could get nasty, but I'm, I'm saying 11 6.
0: So you're just backing him down three dribbles?
1: Three dribbles. I'm going to sag off him. I'm going to get a solid hand on his jumper. Like,
0: I think, I think six is crazy on starting point guard, Doug McDaniel. I would have said like 11 3, which I still think is an accomplishment. I think Doug's very good. What about Jackson Kohler?
1: I don't feel like me and Jax won't be a battle.
0: (laughs) So you're acting like you don't disrespect players, but now the further
1: we get into it, you're like, I might have Jax. Uh, No, he's beating me. It's probably eleven. Uh, I mean, he's taller than me for sure. So eleven. I don't know, eleven five.
0: I think you have a better chance against Jax than you do Doug.
1: It's so I, I hate doing this though because it's like I've played with some players that are some of the worst basketball players i play with, but they're good one-on-one players.
0: Right. That's why I'm taking Doug. I think, I think Doug can get a bucket. On a yeah. Lineup. Doug's probably nice in one-on-one. Yeah. I don't, I think you'd fare better against bigs like Jackson. Uh, so AK, Cooper.
1: AK to answer your questions, chase. I could beat the two walk-ons. I could beat <laughs> the walk-ons on both teams.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's the right answer. Respect to you for being honest. Lindsey Green 32 says, I will say, don't hate on the pickleball hype. LOL. You'd probably get lots of followers if you did a piece on it. Uh, I love pickleball. I I think it's fair for me to joke about pickleball because I love pickleball. I just am frustrated with ESPN's coverage of sports like pickleball or yesterday, cart. They had the little like twisty hockey game. You know what I'm talking about? Like the little arcade game. Twisty like, hockey. Yeah, it's like the what's it called? Like uh, I'm Boosball? totally forgetting. No, that's soccer. Football, but for hockey. Oh, I haven't seen that. ESPN off. was televising that yesterday for an was hour. It no, it was horrible. It? No, I wish, but like I, I just I'm I meant to take a shot at ESPN, not pickleball, Lindsay. You're right. Pickleball is great, and I am very confident that if I dedicated 12 months solely of my life to becoming a pickleball professional, I would be a top 100 player in the world. That's how I feel. Ask my in-laws what it's like when I show up hungover on a Saturday morning to Crane Park at 9 a.m., walking in five minutes late. They get shivers. They get okay, shivers.
1: Your in-laws. Who? Which in-laws are you beating in pickleball?
0: Well, I'll, pickleball has taken over my family, first of all. But the, uh, the extended lay family, like you only know Nam and Kenzie, the extended lay family is his three brothers and father who his dad's like a big workout guy. They play pickleball like three times a week and are in leagues. And they See, get I'm sick shippers. because
1: a few times I met now, I feel like he could smoke you if he mentally had that killer instinct.
0: I'm, I don't want to disrespect family. I love my family, but I'm
1: too nice in a good way, but not can't be nice on the pickleball court.
0: He married cutthroat Ken's though. Most competitive person I know. Shout out See, to. That was
1: smart by him. He, <laughs> he knew he's not a killer. He married a cutthroat killer.
0: Shout out to cutthroat and uh, Nam, by the way. They are currently in labor. I'm blowing up their spot, but they are they are currently in labor. Yeah. Wow. Right now. Right this second.
1: It's amazing. Prayers on
0: first aid. Tough break it for my be. daughter. It bit First big moment of adversity for my daughter. Ten and a half weeks, and she's no longer the baby of the family. Tough break. She's going to have I mean, to. That, that a is a tough break. Gavin uh, says, MSU Basketball posted a clip of Carr hitting 12 feet on the vert test, and it didn't even look like he tried. Dude is an absolute freak. With in-game adrenaline, I bet he could catch a lob above the backboard. What would you think of the Cohen Carr highlight?
1: I mean, it just, it's freakish athleticism. We knew what that was. I did honestly think it was funny, though, that it really didn't look like he put like a maximum effort into it. It was just kind of, eh, I'm a walk swat like he didn't even swat at it like you know like this he like swatted down on the thing so i mean it's not something you should just like completely overreact to though i think it's kind of funny like we knew he's a freak athlete like was anyone surprised he did that no but i also don't want to sound like a hater because it was special
0: yeah i think i'm most curious about cohen carr of all players maybe in the big Ten. Um, definitely on Michigan state. Cause
1: yeah, I, I do want to say that everything that I've heard from people who watch Moneyball is that he like hasn't hit a jumper yet.
0: Yeah. I heard he hasn't made two straight free throws once all summer. Um, yeah, I heard in general, it's hard. It's just too hard to tell with Moneyball. Cause like if you can do what Cohen Carr can do, You don't need to be an actual basketball player at Moneyball. Like, you can literally just loaf around, wait for a run out, and put on a show. And I would hope that's how Cohen Carr is approaching those games. It's totally different for regular games. Um, But, yeah, I'm a little... I don't want to say concerned because it's summer and who cares? Like, it's awesome seeing these dunk videos. But I would get a lot more excited... If I'm a Michigan State fan, if there was a clip of Cohen Carr doing anything on a basketball court, that's not dunking at this point. Maybe that comes, maybe it doesn't. Either way, he's a very nice piece. And uh, most effortless dunker I think I've ever seen. Somebody, Zach, our friend, texted us, like, who's better dunker, Zion in college or Cohen? I was like, I think Cohen's more effortless. I would probably still say Zion's better because it was just more powerful. Yeah,
1: because Zion was like shaped like a defensive end.
0: Yeah. But like I've never I've never seen a more effortless jumper than Colin Carr. Aiden Tree, 3327 says who wins in a best of seven series? 2020 MSU. I think that's the Max Chris year. I might need to check that though. Or 2022, yeah. Michigan.
1: So I think this was last year's Michigan team
0: and Cormac's Michigan State team, correct? No, I think this is the team before Cormac. Because I'm, if we're going back, 2022 23 was this year. 2021 2022 would have been Cormac's year. And this is the year before Cormac's year. So who was on the team? Was that Aaron Henry?
1: It's a Aaron Henry. Was it Aaron Henry Rocket?
0: Yeah, it like, would have been the Rocket Foster team, right?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Uh instinct
0: says bad. Michigan state. Cause Aaron Henry. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah I mean, the true answer is if they play twice, they would split. <laughs> that's that's all these teams do right now. That, the,
1: the series would go seven and Michigan state would win the seven
0: series. Go seven. That boy from Illinois roundabouts greater than four way intersections.
1: Facts. big facts,
0: big facts. Thank you. That boy from Illinois. Are there a lot of roundabouts in Illinois?
1: I, I thought that was mainly a Michigan thing. They're everywhere in Michigan, but I don't see them like in other places much.
0: Yeah. Big roundabout guys here on this sleepers podcast. Um, hmm, good job. Comments. Actually, you know what? Not, not great today. Comments actually. I need more from you. Okay. You guys really set the tone from the, for these episodes. And uh, I, I think my biggest fear is like one day, we're just going to wake up to an episode with zero comments. Maybe that's tomorrow. We'll power through because we're a blue collar podcast, but you guys really did a great job last week with the energy. Can we get back to that? Like, let me let me get a little more from you. I need you to be a star player, not a role player on these episodes, comment section.
1: I really wish I could have transitioned into your shape like a roundabout, but you've really been putting in work lately.
0: Let's move on from that. Uh, we got to talk about some mental hurdles you're going through, Cart. Um, and we're leading with that? Yeah, we're leading the show with this. I I I don't know how else to... Proceed, really, from a friend standpoint and from just a, you know, we work together so much professionally standpoint. Uh, I Let's just call it what it is. You're 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 struggling right now. You're in a different spot than I've ever seen you in since I've known you for about 10 years. Uh, it's it's very rare that I like to use this word because I don't like to throw this word around lightly. But I think it's fair to say, Carter, you have the yips.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And it's it starting to seek into life outside. At first it started with golf. Um people really think I'm being dramatic. I'm glad you saw it in person. I am truly had I truly had the yips in golf. It's really bad. Um I'm not saying I'm a good golfer by any means, but like I was always flirting with breaking 100. Um I was shooting like 95s and 94s and stuff like that kind of a couple months ago. Now I'm golfing where like I'm doing stuff I haven't done Since the first time I picked up clubs, I can't hit the ball. There was a situation last week where I couldn't even finish holes. I had to pick up balls, and I haven't done that in probably years. So, like, I'm in mental hell with golf and what's going on with that. Fast forward, men's league game last night. Um, We are in the semis. We're on a run. We're feeling good. We're up six or seven, I think, with, like, under a minute left, okay, Uh, They shoot a three, they airball it, and one of the guys on the other side of the basket, their teammate grabs it, lays it up. I go for, like, a foul, a reach, which I shouldn't do for any reason whatsoever. We're up seven. Easy, soft foul, easy layup, three-point play, does that. Things transcribe, things go through. Things happen that aren't my fault, okay? They get fouled on a three-pointer, they hit all three, and they tie the game, goes into overtime, all right? Fast forward into overtime. Uh, they're up three, three seconds left, four seconds left. I hear them saying at the free throw line, they're doing this, they're doing the you know the foul thing, like don't let them shoot it. So I'm like, when I grab it, I'm gonna try to get a shot up, you know, sell it with the ref, see if I can get to the line for three. I get to the line for three, one second left, we're down three. They're talking, they're talking shit to me. I'm like, yeah, I like that. I need that. Step up, first free throw, bang. My teammates go for the high five. I don't even go for the high five for the teammates. I turn around to the two guards behind me on the other team, and I go for the dap for them. Okay, they both don't dap me up. Go back to the free throw line. Step up for the second one. Bang. Step again to the back. Dap them up. They say they actually dap me up on this one. They're like, "All right, this is the big one." That was the pressure. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is light. I'm talking to them as I'm shooting the free throw. Go for the third one. Rim out. Lose the game.
0: Did you hear it after that miss? Like, did did the two guards say anything? Did you hear anything from the opponent?
1: I turned around and they both were just staring at standing there, staring at me.
0: What did your teammates say? What was the reaction like?
1: Uh, they, I mean, they they gave me the whole, It's not your fault. We didn't lose the game there. Da, to pick up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, that's a pressure spot. I don't know that I would call the the missed free throw the Y word here. Um like making three free throws under pressure when you need three with barely any time left. It's a tough spot for Division One players, and it's a tough spot for men's league players. Do you think that that was the yips? Do you think that that is the yips seeping in? Did, did you feel nerves on that third free throw that you didn't feel on the first or second?
1: I thought the nerves on the first one. Once the first one went in, I was feeling really good. I was like, oh, we're good. I banged the second one, too. It wasn't even close. Like, it was perfect. And the third one felt really, really good. Too. So I was like, oh, we're good. We're going to overtime. I didn't think it was a gift until I got home. And that night I was making dinner yesterday, last night. And I didn't have any food. So I just made some eggs. And I literally dropped like one of the two eggs that I was making on the floor. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is the yips. I can't even cook eggs.
0: <laughs> You're podcasting well. I feel like your form on the Sleepers podcast has been impeccable for the last couple of <laughs> it's going to change. The
1: yips are sinking into every part of my life.
0: Yeah, I'm worried about it. What's the plan of attack? What can I do to help as a friend? What can I do to help?
1: Uh, just be there for me. But can I say the actual last thing, the worst part about this was I was at my mom's birthday dinner <laughs> and I told her halfway through I got a men's league championship. I got to go. But like, happy birthday. I love you. And then I proceeded to go miss free throws and win in overtime.
0: Yeah, did mom hit you up? Like, how'd your game go, honey? <laughs> you had to tell her I missed the third free throw.
1: I couldn't, I could, I couldn't even come to the grips with you and tell her.
0: Oh, Mary Rose. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm sure Luther took care of her. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, we're thinking of you. The sleepers community is behind you, Carter. Um, we want to help you get through this, my friend. The golf, the golf thing is crazy. I'm just, let's call it what it is. You got to get that figured out. Is the club fitting today, by the way? Yeah, this afternoon. That's exciting. Hopefully this is a turning point for you then. New era. Yeah, hopefully. It's, it's very possible. I want to talk about a mystery transfer. Our, our boy Trilly Donovan took to Twitter. He started his own site, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Burnerball.com. Great name for a site. Shout out to Trilly. Took to Twitter with a tweet or an X, whatever you want to call it, about a mystery transfer cart. Word for word, this is what Trilly had to say. Rumors of an unhappy camper at his new home in the Pacific Northwest hearing his former school close the doors behind him too. There was a lot of speculation about who this could be about. There was some uh, reporting from fans of a certain school about who this is about. So I just want to talk through a hypothetical situation here is that all right are are okay. you okay with that okay let's let's just hypothetically say that this mystery transfers name was oh I don't know Jamal Mulvaney okay let's let's just say hypothetically that Jamal Mulvaney was a three-year starter on the East Coast claimed he wanted to stay close to home that's what he told everybody when he hit the portal. But he blindsides everybody by entering the portal in July. Hypothetically, again, Cart. And then hypothetically, oh, I don't know, hypothetically, went across the country, not close to home, but as far as you could possibly go away from home to the Pacific Northwest, to a roster that hypothetically, again, Cart, none of this is rooted in reality, hypothetically, already had a transfer point guard that can't shoot, that they took from Kentucky. And hypothetically, the whole reason, hypothetically, was that he got a check, a price point of, I don't know the number, let's say, again, completely hypothetical here, $400,000. Let's just say all of that, hypothetically, is the situation for the mystery transfer cart. Uh, Then all of a sudden, maybe a couple weeks later, you realize, maybe I shouldn't do all that. Maybe I shouldn't go as far away from home as physically possible to a roster that makes zero sense just for a check. And you might expect your old school maybe lets you back. Not so much. Maybe. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who this is about, Card. I have well, no idea. Well, well hypo-
1: hypothetically speaking, let's say Jamal's old school actually might have added a point guard in the meantime.
0: Hypothetically, hypothetically, that, that would be a tough situation. Hypothetically, of course. So, like, again, hypothetically, we have no, no idea who this is about. If you were the East Coast school. Would you take Jamal Mulvaney back? No, you're out the door and I'm done with you. That's your stance.
1: I feel, I feel like, yeah, at this point, yes, just because it's not. I think too much time has passed and too much things have transcribed or transpired. Sorry, is the word transpired with the old school to open that door back up,
0: burn bridges type thing.
1: I don't even think it's burn bridges type thing. I just think at a certain point, it's like both parties have moved to moved on to a certain point where I think that the relationship is still there, still good, but it's just like we we can't like you and I kind of both know we can't do this. Like you might want to come back, but we can't. We can't do
0: that. So I think I think there's burn bridges though because like this hypothetical player is a very good basketball player, right? Like, this is a, a top-tier starter on a high-major power conference team that has hopes of NCAA tournament birth. I I feel like, like, looking through other transfers, like Hunter Dickinson, Burn Bridges. If Hunter Dickinson tried to come back to Jawan Howard in May or June or whatever it was, after the first time, right? Like, when Michigan was still open to him coming back before he committed to Kansas. After he commits to Kansas and talks all this crap about Michigan people... Like, if Hunter calls us and is like, oh, I might want to come back. We're just like, hell no, dude. Like, we have to all move on. Um, then, yeah, at this point, after, like, he just keeps trashing shit over and over again. At a certain point, you have to move on. Before that, like, you could do a lot to me <laughs> abusively, and I will welcome you back before that. But I feel like, like, I don't I don't think hypothetically, Cart, I don't think hypothetically, Rutgers is in a position to turn down. Jamal Mulvaney um I think they kind of need that guy back is
1: that is that that the school
0: hypothetically I mean just I was the first east coast school that came to mind what would you do though if you're so I asked you what you would do if you're the school what would you do if you're the player like why one why do you think he's unhappy other than the fact that he transferred to a school that has not been competitive whatsoever, has a horrible roster fit for him, and he went entirely for the money. What do you like? Why do you think he's unhappy, and where would you look to go now, knowing that his school won't welcome him back?
1: Well, I think maybe the allure of that money and maybe other things that were part of it kind of wore off. And maybe he had to come to, I don't know, whatever higher power moment. And he's like, damn, maybe I want to maybe I want something else out of this transfer situation. This isn't what I really expected to be. This is what I want it to be. Um, And this is just purely me speculating on hypothetically what I'm going to do. Um, I would personally maybe look to a program that actually has an opportunity to maybe win something with the addition of him. Um, I I think that the school that he hypothetically goes to right now, yes, he adds something because he's a good player. But I don't think he's a needle mover for the team because of the other, you know, pieces, other hypothetical pieces on this team. So if I'm him, I'm looking somewhere else. Maybe there's, I don't know, some certain teams that are closer to the East Coast or like Midwestern area that have a need for a point guard. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there might be some out there.
0: Yeah, hypothetically, like a Notre Dame, maybe. Hypothetically. Um, That's what I would do. I'll just say that not hypothetically. What I would do if I was uh, a player that tried to go to Washington for four hundred thousand dollars and then decided I don't want to go to Washington for four hundred thousand dollars. Uh I one, I, I think he's in trouble here, Carl. I don't I think there's a lot of schools that would have taken this player a month ago that are now like, dude, are you serious? Like he's kind of, but but
1: didn't, but didn't you say like, this is what some players should do. Like, aren't there some desperate teams out there right now? Yeah, but he
0: did that. That was his run the first time because there's a fine line with this portal stuff. That's what I'm learning. Like the later you wait to enter the first time is always a good move when you enter and then act like, Oh, I'm still playing my options. Then you just look like an idiot. Shout out to Jose Perez. Like, Oh I'm I'm at West Virginia. I'm happy. Oh no, I'm not. I'm going to enter the portal and I demand a huge check and everybody's just laughing like dude, you're Jose Perez. Hypothetically, of course. Uh, <laughs> this one's kind of similar, right? Like he he was asking for money. Illinois didn't want him. We knew that because of the price point. A lot of schools would have wanted him if it wasn't just about money originally. He ends up going to the money, realizes it's a horrible decision. And now is he gonna ask other schools for the same money? Like, if I'm if I'm anywhere that Jamal Mulvaney calls, hypothetically, I'm just like, dude, no way. Like <laughs> you're not worth what that school was gonna pay you. And if you are wanting that money, just stay where you're unhappy at. Like at a certain point, there's there's cause and effect from all of this. And uh you get what you sign up for, you get what you pay for. So I don't know. I think, like, the only school that makes sense to me at this point would be Notre Dame, honestly. Because he can go to Shrew System and be the Jalen Pickett.
1: I would like that. So I would like that pickup for them, too. A lot. But, but the one little, little inch, little thing picking at me in the back of my mind, the back of my head, was you do a two-week pitcher fundraiser at Murphy's in Champaign, and you fund it, and you find a way.
0: Yeah, I'd be happy to help endorse that and sponsor that, although... Is it crazy for me to say I think Illinois might be better off without him now?
1: That's not crazy. I can see a world where that hypothetically could be true.
0: Hypothetically, the last time we talked about this player a month ago, you alluded to he's kind of always had some shit to him in a good and a bad way, maybe even in the locker rooms. And you actually heard from this hypothetical player. Hypothetically, this player called you to talk that through. Uh, no disrespect. We we open our doors to that player. We like this player. We're big fans of this hypothetical player, but uh I, I wouldn't like if is Drake Gibbs Lawhorn happy. If Jamal Mulvaney walks through that door right now, no way. No, like, and uh, you got to be careful with chemistry if you're Brad Underwood. So um I think there's a lot of schools in this spot that are already locked in on what their roster is. that don't want to blow that up for a guy who doesn't score 10 points a game that, Thinks he's worth four hundred thousand dollars hypothetically. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Good luck to you, Jamal Mulvaney. Shout out to Trilly. Uh, fun, fun hypotheticals today. You always love those. Kentucky got a huge ad. I didn't mean that figuratively. I meant that literally uh, and figuratively. I guess seven foot two Croatian center Zvonimir Ivisic. I probably botched that. I'm just gonna I'm gonna run with that like I didn't botch that. This is my favorite player in a long time. I'm I'm willing to just say that right now, Cart. Here's what I know about this guy. 19 years old right now. uh, He came out of the scene in 2019 at a FIBA U16 event. He averaged 13 and 7 at that event, but he shot five threes a game as a big center. Over half his shots were threes at this event. Uh, Then in the ABA League for SC Derby, he averaged just 7 points, 5 rebounds and a block this year, but in the playoffs he went nuts 16 points 8 rebounds exploded he followed that up at the U20 Euro championships with 11 points 5 rebounds 3 blocks a game in under 20 minutes a game just popped off the screen kentucky hopped on him kentucky thin in the front court right now a lot of injuries we know that they land their center this kid car he's declared for the draft twice in a row he's withdrawn from the draft twice in a row to me that means like smart Like he might think he has potential and he's probably been told he has potential, but he realized he's not going to get picked. So smart. He withdraws. I think this is the best thing a visage could do for his game. Uh, There's a video going around. At one point, somebody asked him, like, what's what are you best at? What's the best part of your game on the floor? And he like laughs. He chuckles in the video and goes threes, threes for sure. And he's a seven foot two center that just loves it. I also want to read his post. Uh, his post to announce he's going to Kentucky this morning. That,
1: that's the greatest thing ever. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to read it word for word. I'm just going to read it. I got the offer for scholarship by Coach Calipari to attend the University of Kentucky. I'm excited to tell that I accepted the scholarship and I will play there next season. Go Big Blue. I'm please, all please, in on this please,
1: please preface it by saying like it's literally a blue screen on Instagram stories and him just typing in white this whole paragraph.
0: I'm all in on this kid cart. I love everything about the tape. Seriously on the court. I think he's a hilarious personality from what I can see. I think he's going to really help Kentucky too. That's the thing. Like, I think this is their starting center and I think he's a bit of a unicorn. What do you make yeah. of a visage?
1: Yeah, no, I'm a bit from the tape that I've seen. I'm a huge fan of his game. I mean, the fact that, that interview where he did say like my best part of my game is threes you know immediately when I a big man answered that question I'm in no matter what this was before I watched the film but i mean he pick and pop wise he can be a weapon he catches he's a lot threat as well he's not like a negative athlete he's able to catch the ball he like dunk it off pick and pick and roll he can pick and pop uh pretty good rim protector too obviously uh for his size um and Honestly, this pickup really swings me on this Kentucky team. It really does. Wow. Like, the lineup of having – let's say it's – I'm I'm not sure I was going to shake out in the season, but let's say just for my exercise right here, you go – Hypothetically. Hypothetically, you go Antonio Reeves, DJ Wagner, probably Justin Edwards, Trey Mitchell, and Z in the middle. Like, I love the way that lineup fits. I think Trey Mitchell – is gonna be able to stretch the floor as a pick and pop four. I think that Z is gonna be able to stretch the floor. I think Z can provide the rim protection that they need. Um, then they get the shooting from Antonio Reeves. Like, I'm really in on this Kentucky team with this addition. Are we calling
0: crazy, him Z? Are we calling him? Say. We calling him um, Z. Are we calling him Z officially? I'm calling
1: I'm calling him Z to protect myself. Okay. Uh the only negative of Z is that like a former Kentucky player, actually, in you know, comparison to this. His mindset and the way he carries himself might be like Enos Cantor.
0: Yeah, the Twitter likes are a little scary. I'll Twitter likes say.
1: are a little <laughs> bit scary. A little bit scary. But, I mean, you'll take the Twitter likes if you're getting a seven-two guy shooting over 40% from three. You'll look over those.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, He seems also just very passionate about Croatian basketball. Like his feed is just pretty much constant promotion of other Croatian basketball players that have had success. I like that. I see like, I think this comp has been thrown out and it's a lazy comp typically, but I actually see a lot of this. I see like young Porzingis here. Cause you know, if you just throw him on a college basketball floor, I guess you don't know how he's necessarily going to process the college game compared to where he's played, but you know, you can stick him on the floor and he's going to block shots at a minimum. Like I have so much confidence. He plays 20 minutes a game for Kentucky next year. He's blocking three shots in those 20 minutes. Uh, I also think like, you know, he can shoot the basketball and will shoot the basketball. To me, that's like sort of the baseline for Porzingis. right? Is like if other things hit, if he's fluid enough with the basketball to handle it a little bit, if he actually is processing the speed of the game, then all of a sudden you have a superstar center. If not, you got this raw dude who's blocking shots and shooting threes at seven foot two, which is still a massive luxury for Kentucky. And I like it most because roster wise cart, I wasn't super confident. I'm just going to say it. Kentucky fans might get mad. I wasn't super confident in their options at center, even if they're healthy. I just don't, I don't think they have a guy who's like a premier sec starting center on paper. I think Z can be that. I think he could be one of the best bigs in uh, the country. Honestly, to me, like, I mean, look, they got five stars all over the place. If this kid was just like listed, if you threw him in this 2023 class as a recruit, he's a top 10 player. He's a five star recruit in my mind. I,
1: and, and I don't want to misquote it, but I believe the people we were talking to, like if we we asked this question, if he would be like, what range would he be in? He, they say he'd be a top 10 five star level player. In yeah. This class.
0: Yeah. Cal, man, one trip to Drake's mansion and all of a sudden he's pulling seven foot two Croatian superstars.
1: I mean the Kentucky difference, Big Blue Nation.
0: We love did. it. I kind of, I'm excited for you and I to both be in on Kentucky together because for whatever reason we haven't been able to get there the last couple years. I kind of feel like you and I are adopting Kentucky a little bit this year. Like I, I want Kentucky to be good. I think they're going to be really good, and I, I might, they might be my favorite blue blood on paper for next year.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of dang. I'm kind of scared of myself, like how in I am on Kentucky and this kid. Like everything I've seen is like he is like Porzingis. And, like, you need to realize Porzingis, when healthy, is, like, an NBA all-star level player. At least he was earlier in his career before the injuries kind of messed him up a little bit. But, like, he's doing special things. He's not doing the things off the dribble, I think, that Porzingis kind of had. But early on, Porzingis was literally just a shoot it, protect the rim, dunk everything type player. Um, And, I don't know, I get, like, Davis Bertrand's vibes from him as well, too.
0: We're not going to stick with Bertrand's because – I think Why? that's dis- disrespectful to Z. No offense Bert, to Bertans.
1: Bert, Bert, Bertans. is literally a rim protector and
0: Yeah. Uh, no, 20 he's 20 he's shooter. good. Bertans is just lame. And I don't I don't want to compare Z to anybody lame. Like Porzingis has some shit to him. I want to only compare Z to people that have shit to him. Like Okay. Respect. Uh congratulations Kentucky. We're in on you. We're in on Z. Uh and excited to watch your team this year. Let's move to one big thing cart. One big thing presented by Bigby Bigby uh, where where dreams come true? What's your one big thing today, Cart?
1: Uh, mine's a little somber today, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So sorry to bring it to this point, but I just want to say rest in peace to Angus Cloud. Um, I'm a big fan of Euphoria, and I was, I'm not sure if you watch that show, but I'm a big fan of his as well. He passed away yesterday at the age of 25, way too young. Um, I was just a big fan of him in general. Euphoria was he was great in. And he's just a really cool guy in every interview that I saw and things like that. His father passed away last week. And I guess that was his best friend. And he was kind of dealing with some things. And then, you know, I wouldn't wish that pain upon anybody losing a family member, let alone losing a father. I know, like, my dad's my best friend. So, you know, prayers to his family. You know, rest in peace to him. And be sure to check check on your people, everybody. Just know that. Even your strong friends.
0: Yeah. Good message there i do not watch euphoria but i know how good he was in it i've seen clips uh, and i from what i'd heard his story was pretty magical and powerful yeah. like he he wasn't really an actor right and he just kind of yeah. was around and people discovered him from uh, uh, originally appearance and how he yeah. carried himself and then throw him on screen he's a superstar next to all these a-list celebrities so um yeah very very sad news Echo what Card says. I uh I kind of did that last week, not to blow up my spot, but I I came to you and was like, hey, I'm kind of struggling with some stuff. You gotta be able to have outlets. So appreciate you, big dog. And uh yeah, talk to your people, check on your people for sure. Uh I we always do our sad ones first. We mess this up, don't we, when we do this. I uh I'm just gonna respond to Pat McAfee's apology with my one big thing, just quickly, Cart.
1: That's where I was going on originally, so I'm glad you're going
0: there. Yeah. It look, he apologized. He did a six minute segment yesterday, and a lot of people gave us shit, right? First of all, I, I guess we didn't we didn't realize McAfee had such a crowd that was gonna go to war for this. I think that's the one thing we missed on in our comments yesterday was like people aren't even defending him. People are defending him. They weren't defending what he said, they were just like acting like we're trying to cancel him, which we weren't even trying to do. Uh, But he goes on a show, does like six minutes to apologize. He starts it by literally apologizing. I'm sure someone at ESPN that's paying him his $8,000 an hour uh, told him he needs to apologize. So he says he's sorry. Then he immediately goes into reasons why he's not sorry. Then he immediately goes into details of why Michigan State fans themselves are covering up. What happened with Larry Nassar, which is the most absurd thing, and it's grosser than any of his original comments to insinuate that Michigan State fans played a role in any of this, that we were trying to hide from this instead of blowing up the fact of how horrible this is and how powerful the survivors were when it happened is insane to me. And he's still, he's missing them. He doesn't realize what's wrong about this. He doesn't realize he wasn't trying to talk about it. Like he was giving himself credit for talking about it when he wasn't talking about it. He wasn't talking about it seriously whatsoever. He was making jokes about it. He's making light of these horrible, tragic events. So he can just move off. I'm sorry. Like I've, I've lost so much respect for that person. And I had a ton of respect for him as a content creator before all of this. Uh, I thought yesterday was really gross and he tripled down on the the problems here instead of just owning it and actually apologizing and moving on, which is crazy to me. Hundred percent So on that note, uh good episode today. Comment section, step it up. We should be back tomorrow. I told you, I have a tea time at 10:40 a.m. This could be the string of uh run for the sleepers episodes that ends. I have a tea time, 1040. We're going to try and get up. Alarm set at 7 a.m. to be on and get this episode out for you tomorrow. If it doesn't happen, know that it's probably my fault. But uh, hopefully we'll see you tomorrow in your inbox with a new episode. Have a great day, everybody.